Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So, all right, let's uh, let's break a couple things down here if we can. Because if there's one thing I cannot stand, it's when people pretend that they're they're smart. Now, I don't argue that there aren't people smarter than me out there. Allow me to say clearly there are definitely people smarter than me out there. But I don't like when people pretend to be smart. I don't like it when they pretend to know more than they do. Or maybe I'm taking it the wrong way. Maybe, maybe, maybe the way to to take it is that we just have a disagreement or they don't understand what I'm saying or I can just think that, that they're wrong. I can just think that they're wrong and I don't have to get any more bothered than that, do I? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. So absolutely fantastic. Let me let me tell you what I'm talking about here. This is um, an interesting conversation about two things. First, something that I, I, I heard on... Uh, on MSNBC, and I said, oh, holy mackerel, that's a lot of hate. That is a lot of bigotry. And the bigotry came from Tiffany Cross over there at MSNBC. Because Tiffany Cross was putting forth a, 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 call it a theory, right? We'll call it a theory. We'll call it a, she's got an idea about, well, how you're supposed to respond to the slap between Will Smith and uh, and uh, and uh, Chris Rock, right? She's got an idea. You take this woman, this, you take this host, Tiffany Cross. And you listen to her explain how we're supposed to take a look at this slap that happened there on 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 the Oscars. This this was her take. I think people are like, hey, enough talking about it. Let's move on. Um, but, you know, it is, is in the news. And, and, you know, Will came up with that statement yesterday. And it was worth talking about. I'll try to put this in context for, um, you know, our, our, our white fellow countrymen as best I can. And really, truly, uh, black America, there is a commonality amongst us all. And if we went to a white person's home and it was their family dinner and we were sitting there at the table and the mother hauled off and slapped the father and everybody at that table has an opinion. You know, the sister is like, mom, you always do this. And the brother is like, I I can't believe you guys are doing this. And dad's like, you're terrible. If I weigh in as the guest in this home and I say, yeah, you guys are terrible. Everybody's like, I'm sorry. When did you get an opinion? This is our family sure. table. That's what this moment felt like for many of us. And there's a nuance to what happened um, that we should get into. Michael, I. You see, if, if, if you're white or I guess not black, you're not allowed to have an opinion because you don't sit at the same table. You don't understand. There's nuance here. That's uh, uh, an anti-intellectual position. I'm going to get into more of that later. 
That is not the position of the rational mind. That is not a position of, of, of value. That is a position of hate. If something happens culturally between one of the most famous actors in the world and one of the most famous comics in the world, and you tell a large percentage of the population you're not allowed to have an opinion about it because you're not of the right color, the only way to look at that is outrageous bigotry. The only way to to even think about that is to see that person, in this case, Tiffany Cross at MSNBC, as an incredible, outrageous bigot. Because that's exactly what she is. It's what she is. It's not my my fault. It's not my fault for noticing. This was something that happened uh, at our table. And this, this, this isn't for, this isn't for, for, for you. I I assume she means me. This wasn't for Tony Katz. This was for, for other people, right? You don't get a say. Of course I get a say. Actor slaps comic. I, I I get a say. Everybody gets a say. It's it's a it's a unique look at the world. And and when really broken down, it's a bigoted look at the world. The the level of identity politics at play there. And the level of elitism at play there, you see, you uh, don't have the right um connection so you don't have the intellectual capacity to understand and break down what happened and you have to understand the cultural back and forth i'm not arguing that there aren't some cultural things that take place there but let's talk about some of the cultural things that take place there and these have been said by bill maher and 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 other people but maybe i can give it a a a little bit of, of of helpful spin for you when you are a hollywood actor There are times where you just shut up and take it. No one cares about your feelings. No one cares if you feel like you're insulted. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. No one actually cares if if she's upset. And I actually said to Jada Pinkett Smith at the time, "I, I guess losing your hair would be something that's pretty traumatic. Have having alopecia and your hair coming out would be pretty traumatic. I didn't know that the comic Jeff Ross had the same exact thing. Uh, he, he's he's a white comic. Is he allowed to comment as a man with alopecia? No. Hold on, this in from Tiffany Cross. No, not allowed to say a damn thing. It's it's it seems obvious to to, to rational people that the comic on stage is going to go after the most high-profile people in the room, and she's the most high-profile person in the room, and you're supposed to handle these things with good humor. That's what you're supposed to do. She didn't do it. Will Smith laughed, then realized his wife was upset, then overcompensated, and then hit Chris Rock. That, to, to, to say that you can't comment on that unless you're black is, is, is a remarkably inept thing. It's to say that something somehow prevents you from having a theory about something else. This brings us to Twitter. This brings us to Twitter and a, a, a guy uh, who doesn't think that textualism is uh, uh, connected to natural rights. 
Now, producer Ari, you saw the 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 quote tweet. Yeah, I have it right uh, here. I, I don't see it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna email it to you right now. Right. So I don't. I don't know if the guy um, blocked me or not. Let me share with you what happened on my Twitter feed at Tony Katz. Um, he's talking about me being uh, talking about uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, who I said is not qualified for the Supreme Court because she doesn't believe in natural rights. In her response to Senator Ted Cruz, she's like, "No, I don't take a position on natural rights." I think I have it right. I think I have it right here. Do you hold a position on whether individuals possess natural rights? Yes or no? Response: I do not hold a position on whether individuals possess natural rights. I don't even know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible at all. If you don't possess an opinion on that, what in the world do you even think you have opinions on? So I I, I got a, a tweet from somebody that says, KBJ is not qualified, but Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett are. You are a joke and the definition of a shill. Well, isn't, isn't, um, isn't that something? I then get, uh, you know, responded that if you don't believe in natural rights, if you're not a textualist, and if you can't define what a woman is, then you're not qualified. That's a pretty basic standard. Enter uh, Matthew Neville. I, I don't, I don't know M- Matthew, right? Um, and and Matthew responds with a very interesting tweet. He says, "Not the idea that you can be both a textualist and a natural rights person is hilarious." You can't both say you have to follow the exact text while also saying that there are natural rights that exist outside the text that also must factor in. That's not how this works. Well, I actually think it is. But let's break it down. Let's not take it from an angry position. Let's let's take a, a look at it. A Supreme Court justice, which is what I'm talking about, because context matters, doesn't it? I, I, I would argue that it does. A Supreme Court justice, right, they have to interpret the Constitution. That's their job. Interpret the Constitution. What standard should they be using for interpreting the Constitution? Should they use a standard? That is based on the idea that they feel a certain way, therefore, that's what the Constitution says. That I take a look at what's happening uh, around me, and I'm like, well, the Constitution should do this in this scenario. Or does, as the late Antonin Scalia put it, does the Constitution say what it says and doesn't say what it doesn't say? I'm looking to appoint someone to the Supreme Court. And textualism matters greatly in that case. But the idea that I can't be a textualist and a natural rights person, the Constitution can be changed. If I feel that the Constitution isn't covering subjects of of great importance, I can indeed go about changing that Constitution in order to cover those subjects of great importance. But I would ask the question of Matthew of what natural right do you believe I have that the Constitution is somehow uh, keeping me from? And would something be constitutional if it was keeping me from the natural right? I think that's a legitimately good question. And let's, let's, let's go. Let's answer that one. 
What is it about the Constitution? You know, it was Barack Obama. In, 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 there should be more talk about this. Um, Barack Obama referred to the fact that the problem with the Constitution, the problem, you feel the air quotes all around me. The problem with the Constitution was that it was a grouping of negative charters that said what the government cannot do to you as opposed to what the government must do for you. And, of course, those of us who are of, uh, of, of a thinking metal know that this is absolutely the brilliance of the Constitution because you don't want government doing for you because that changes and changes and changes. You want to have your rights protected, what the government cannot do to you, so you can go about living your life the way you see fit. That's what we want. That is what the rational mind wants. That is what the liberty mind wants. The people who want subjects instead of citizens may go the other way, but, you know, uh, that's why I don't vote for those people. What is it within the Constitution that limits a natural right? Then I would, taking a look at that, if somebody had one for me, I would follow up with the question of, is that the price that is paid for a liberty society? Liberty being different than freedom. In that way. And I know, I, right? It's, this is some heavy stuff. But these are the things. These are the things we should be talking about. This is the stuff that you got to break down and understand. This is what in the nominating somebody to the Supreme Court should, should get us involved in. These kinds of conversations. Because somebody who doesn't believe in, in the text and somebody who doesn't believe in natural rights... Uh, maybe I got to argue that's 0 for 2. What is it that they believe in? Do they believe in their own goodness and therefore that will get them through? You want to know how little I trust Katanji Brown Jackson's own goodness? You want to know how little I trust Brett Kavanaugh's own goodness? I don't give a damn about his own goodness. It's not what I care about. It's not what I ever cared about. Why would anybody... I care about the fact that he is capable enough to look at the the case in front of him and properly apply the law. That's what I care about. You think I care about whether or not he likes beer? I don't give two dams whether he likes beer. I would be more impressed if he was a bourbon guy. But, you know, or really more impressed if he was a rye guy. But whatever, you know, you, you do you. You do you. I mean, if natural light's your thing, do you think Brett Kavanaugh, producer Ari, is a natural light guy? Maybe back in the day. No way, now. Oh, now he now he drinks the fancy stuff? For sure. What fancy stuff do you think he drinks? Uh, Line and Kugel. You went full Wisconsin, didn't you? Yeah, I know. It was the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, I'm going to bet money that he is still a Bud Light guy, and when he's out, he is all about the Stella Artois. Oh, I do not like Stella. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a super big fan either. I'm not a super big fan either. But he, I, I know that he can properly in, interpret the Constitution. Guy Relford is a Second Amendment lawyer here in Indianapolis, and he's a, he's a radio host of Gun Guy Show. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. You win this round, lawyer boy. And he's right. And, and Matthew, uh, you, you got lawyered. You got, you got lawyered right there. People will immediately respond and react in ways that try and make them seem smart. 
And we have two choices. We can slap those people around and call them dopes, or we can take a second, take a breath, take a beat, break it down. I don't have any malice towards this guy, Matthew. I just think that his response was was wrong. He didn't take a look, in my view, at the totality of the conversation. Uh, Tiffany Cross? Tiffany Cross is a bigot. Tiffany Cross at MSNBC is flat out on the racism train. You're white. There's no way for you to understand the slap between Chris Rock and, and Will Smith. That's, I mean, that's saying don't pay attention to this. Well, okay, do I not, can I not pay attention to all of it then? When people scream about black on black crime, can I stop paying attention to it? What else can I stop paying attention to? And if I'm not paying attention to it, what happens when somebody else calls me a racist for not paying attention to it? First, I'm a racist for paying too much attention, and then I'm a racist for not paying enough attention. It's very, very confusing. How about this? We noticed that Tiffany Cross is a bigot trying to build an audience on MSNBC by claiming to be Joy Reid 2.0, and we stopped paying attention to her altogether. We good with that? Excellent. I'm Tony Katz.